Chapters 7 through 13 of the Epistle of St. Paul to the Hebrews from the New Testament in Modern English, translated by Ferrar Fenton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Chapter 7 For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, a high priest of the highest God, who met Abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him, to whom the patriarch Abraham set apart a tenth of all, whose name interpreted is, first, King of Righteousness, and then King of Salem, which is King of Peace, unfathered, unmothered, unpedigreed, without recorded beginning of days or end of life, but, like the Son of God, remains a priest uninterruptedly. But see how great he was, to whom Abraham the patriarch gave a tenth of the best spoils. And indeed, those who receive the priesthood from the sons of Levi have a command by the law to tithe the people, that is, their brothers, although they are direct issue of Abraham. But he who was not pedigreed from them tithed Abraham, and blessed him who had the promises. But without any contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the greater. And here indeed mortal men take tithes, but there it is witnessed that he lives, and as one may say, Levi, the receiver of tithes, was tithed through Abraham, for he was as yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. If, therefore, perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, under which the people were legislated for, then why need another priest be appointed, of the order of Melchizedek, and not nominated from the order of Aaron? For when the priesthood is being changed, of necessity comes a change of ritual." But he of whom this was said partook of another tribe, from which none approached the altar. For it is clear that our Lord arose from the tribe of Judah, regarding which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priests. And it is now very clear, if another high priest is appointed similar to Melchizedek, he comes not according to a law of physical order, but by power of an unfailing life. For it is witnessed that... You are an eternal priest, according to the order of Melchizedek. But certainly when a change is made from a preceding order, it is through its weakness and uselessness. For the law perfected nothing, but introduced a better hope, by which we were brought near to God. And therefore this was not done without an oath, although they indeed became priests without an oath. But he with an oath by him who said to him, the Lord swore and will not alter, you are an eternal priest. By which a very much better settlement came, secured by Jesus. And indeed, they were many who became priests, because they were prevented permanently remaining through death. But he, by continuing forever, holds the continuous priesthood, and so is able to perfectly save those coming to God through him, always living to rectify on their behalf. For such a high priest, who is holy, good, pure, free from sins, and who has become higher than the heavens, befits us, who has no need every day as those high priests, to first offer a sacrifice for his own sins, then for those of the people. For he did this once for all, offering himself. For the law appointed men high priests who were weak, but the word of the oath surpassing the law, a perfected son forever. Chapter 8 And this is the sum total of these reasonings, 
We have such a high priest, who sits by right upon the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sacred rites, and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, and not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Hence it is necessary that this one should also have something he might offer. If, therefore, he were upon earth, he could never be a priest, those existing to offer gifts according to law, who serve as a sketch and a shadow of the heavenly, as Moses was commanded when about to complete the tabernacle. For, take care, he said, you make all according to the model shown to you in the mountain. But now he performs a far better service, inasmuch as he is the mediator of a better settlement, which is enacted upon better promises. For if that first had been faultless, he would not have sought a place for the second. For he says, reproaching them, See, the days come, says the Lord, when I will complete with Israel's house and the house of Judah a new settlement, not like the settlement made with their fathers in the day when I took them with my hand to lead from the land of Egypt, when they remained not in my plan, and I was sorry for them, says the Lord. This, then, is the settlement I will make with Israel's house after those days, says the Lord. Into their understanding put my laws, and on their hearts I will write them, and I will be a God to them, and they a people be to me. Nor each shall teach his friend and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For every one shall understand me, from the least up to their greatest. For I will pity their transgressions, not remind them of their sins. In saying, A new, he has made the first old, but the old and aged is nearly gone. Chapter 9 The first, however, had expiatory services with holy adornment, for a tabernacle was first constructed, in which were the lamp, and the table, and the presentation of the loaves, which were called the holies, and within it the second veiled tabernacle named the Holy of Holies, having a golden incense altar, and the Ark of the Covenant plated everywhere with gold, in which were the golden jar holding the manna, and the blossoming rod of Aaron, and the records of the settlement, and above it cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat, to which this is merely an allusion, and being thus furnished with these, the priest performing the services always entered the first tabernacle, but into the second the high priest alone, once a year, not without blood, which he offered for the forgetfulness of himself and of the people, the Holy Spirit thus indicating that the way for the holy was not yet to be made visible while the first tabernacle was standing, which was a representative to the then existing time, while gifts and sacrifices were offered, unable to perfect the worshipper's conscience, only consisting of food and drink and different washings and bodily purifications until a time of rectification arrived. But Messiah having arrived, a high priest of the benefits that are coming through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made by hands, that is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and bulls, but with his own blood, has entered once for all into the holy place, having found an eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the participators, could consecrate for the purification of the body, how much rather can the blood of the Messiah, 
who through an eternal spirit offered himself spotless to God, cleanse our conscience from dead rituals to serve a living God. And by means of this he is an intermediary of a new settlement, so that as a death was made for redemption from transgressions under the first settlement, those called for the eternal inheritance might receive the promise. For where there is a settlement, it is necessary that the settler should have been carried off by death, because a settlement comes into force after death, for it never has effect while the settler lives. Whence neither the former was renewed without blood, for every command of the law having been repeated by Moses to all the people, he, taking the blood of bulls and goats, with water, and scarlet wool, and hyssop, sprinkled the book itself, as well as all the people, saying, This is the blood of the settlement which God has concluded with you. And he sprinkled in the same way with the blood, the tabernacle, and all the instruments of the service, and almost everything under the law was purified by blood, and without shedding of blood no remission came. Therefore, as these representatives of the holy things were purified, it was necessary that the heavenly themselves also buy a better sacrifice than they. For Messiah entered not into a handmade sanctuary, a representation of the true, but into the heaven itself, where he now appears for us in the presence of God. Yet not so that he might offer himself often, as the high priest entering the sanctuary yearly with blood of another, for then he must often have suffered since the foundation of the universe. But now once for all, at the consummation of the ages, he has been manifested to abolish sin through the sacrifice of himself. And inasmuch as it is appointed to men to die once, but after that a judgment, thus also Messiah, having offered himself once to take away sins from the many, will manifest himself a second time, apart from sins, for the salvation of those expecting him. Chapter 10 For the law, being a shadow of these future benefits, not the representation itself of the facts, was never able to perfect the attendance by those yearly sacrifices which were offered continually. For then would they not have ceased to be offered? Because none of the worshippers would have consciousness of sins, having been once for all purified. But on the contrary, in them there was a yearly reminder of sins, for the blood of bulls and goats was powerless to expel sins. Consequently, entering into the world, he says, You desired not sacrifice and offering, but you have prepared a body for me. Burnt offerings and for sins delight you not. So I exclaimed, See, I will come, as written of me in a noble book the mighty prince to do your will. When it is said thus, You did not desire nor approve of burnt offerings nor sin offerings, which were offered according to the ritual, then he said, Behold, I come to do your will. He takes away the first, so that he might establish the second, by which will we are made holy through the offering of the body of Jesus the Messiah once for all. And indeed, every high priest stands daily serving and offering the same sacrifices repeatedly, which are never able to strip off sins. But this one, having offered a single sacrifice forever, sat down at the right of God, henceforth awaiting until his enemies are placed a footstool for his feet. 
for by one offering he perfected the purified in perpetuity. And the Holy Spirit confirms it to us even after the previous statement. This is the settlement that I will settle for them after those days, says the Lord. I will place my laws upon their hearts, and on their understanding write them, and of their sins and lawlessness remind no more. But where there is a release from them, there needs no more offerings for sins. Therefore, brothers, having free entry into the interior of the holies through the blood of Jesus, an open and living pathway, which he renewed for us through the veil, that is, his body, and a great priest over the house of God, let us enter with truth of heart, in full faith, having washed our hearts from a bad conscience, and bathed the body with pure water. Let us unshrinkingly possess the confession of this hope, for the promiser is faithful, and encouraging one another, incite ourselves to love and noble actions, not neglecting the assembling of ourselves together, as is the custom of some, but rousing up, and that actively, as you see the day approaching. For if we willfully sin, after the reception of the knowledge of the truth, a sacrifice is not again left for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and of fiery zeal, ready to devour the adversaries. For anyone despising a law of Moses was put away by death without pity under two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment, then, think you, will he be considered worthy who treads underfoot the Son of God and holds the blood of the settlement by which we are made holy, unholy, and insults the spirit of the gift? Yet we know who says, Punishment is mine, I will repay. And again, The Lord shall judge his people. Fearful to fall into the hands of a living God, but remember the former days in which, having been enlightened, you endured many struggles, there being exhibited with reproaches and afflictions, and here becoming associates of those who were so. For you have indeed suffered with the prisoners, and have accepted the plundering of your possessions with joy, knowing you possess for yourselves a better and more enduring property. Therefore throw not away your freedom, which possesses a great reward, for you have need of patience, so that doing the will of God, you may enjoy the promise. For very soon, how soon, the foe will charge without delay, but my firm troop will live from faith, and if repulsed, my soul will not approve. But we shall not recoil with loss, but keep our lives by faith. Chapter 11 for faith is the standing ground of the hopeful, the conviction of unseen facts, and our fathers proved it. By faith we comprehend that the ages were arranged by the continuous intention of God, so that from the unseen the visible appeared. By faith Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, whence it was witnessed from God upon his offering that he was righteous, and through it he yet speaks, although dead. By faith Enoch passed over without seeing death, and was not found, because God had passed him over, for before his passing over it was testified he was pleasing to God. But without faith it is impossible to be pleasing, for the comer to God must believe that he exists, and that a reward is gained by his diligent seekers. 
By faith, Noah, having been warned of events never seen, prudently constructed a ship to preserve his own family, through which he condemned the world and became an inheritor of the righteousness which comes from faith. By faith, Abraham, having been called, obeyed, proceeding towards the place which he would in the future receive as an inheritance, and he went, not understanding where he was to go. By faith he lodged as a stranger in that land of the promise, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the equal inheritors of the same promise, for he awaited the city, the architect and constructor of whose everlasting foundations is God. By faith, Sarah herself received ability to conceive an heir when past the usual time of life, because she considered the promise reliable. And so, from an individual approaching death, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, as the innumerable sand by the seashore. All these died relying upon faith, not having received the promises but yet, having seen them, and embraced them from afar, and confessing that they were but guests and visitors upon the earth. For those who speak thus show that they look for a country, and certainly, if they had thought about the one they had left, they had time to return. But then they aimed at a better, that is, a heavenly. Consequently, God himself was not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham, being tried, offered Isaac, and was offering up the one declared born for the promises, of whom it had been said, that, In Isaac an heir shall be named to you, reasoning that God was able to raise from the dead, from whence also he received him as an illustration. By faith also Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning future events. By faith, dying Jacob blessed each of the sons of Joseph, and worshipped reclining upon his couch. By faith, Joseph, perfecting his life, remembered the departure of the sons of Israel, and gave instructions as to his bones. By faith, when Moses was born, he was hid three months by his parents, because they saw the child was noble, and they dreaded not the king's order. By faith, Moses, having become great, refused to be called a son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be reviled with the people of God than to have a temporary enjoyment of sin, esteeming the reproach of the Messiah greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he looked forward to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not afraid of the fury of the king, for he was as equally assured of the unseen as of the seen. By faith he instituted the Passover, and the shedding of the blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn should not touch theirs. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as over dry land, which the Egyptians in trying to do were swallowed up. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down, having been encircled seven days. By faith Rahab the innkeeper perished not with the unbelievers, for she had received the spies with peace. But why should I say more? for the time would fail me describing Gideon and Barak, Samson and Jephthah, David and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, did their duty, obtained promises, broke the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, after feebleness were made strong, became mighty in war, overthrew foreign camps. Women received back their dead by a resurrection, 
and others were beaten to death, refusing to accept release so that they might obtain a better resurrection, and others endured trial by mockeries and scourgings, and some by bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sawn in pieces, they were tortured, they died by a murdering sword, they wandered in sheepskins and goatskins, despised, afflicted, tormented, the world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts, and mountains, and caves, and holes in the earth, and all these, bearing testimony through their faith, enjoyed not the promise, God providing something better for us, so that they should not be perfected without us. Chapter 12 And therefore, we having with us such an encompassing cloud of witnesses, throwing off all weight and seductive sin, let us run persistently through our prescribed course, looking forward to Jesus, the leader and trainer of our faith, who, striving for the reward prepared for him, endured the cross, despising its shame, and sits by right on the throne of God. For compare what he endured under sinners libeling him, so that you may not fall from exhaustion of your souls, because you have not resisted so far as blood while striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which addresses you as sons. My son, slight not the Lord's corrections, neither faint under his reproof. For the Lord corrects those he loves, and chastises every son in whom he delights. If you endure a correction, God acts towards you as sons, for what son is there whom a father does not correct? But if you are without correction, of which all have a share, then you are counterfeits and not sons. Then, if we had corrections from our bodily fathers, and obeyed them, how much rather shall we not endure from the father of our spirits, and live? For they indeed corrected for a few days, according to their judgment, but he to support, to restore us to his purity." Yet all correction for the present seems not to be a pleasure, but a grief, although afterwards it returns a pleasant fruit of righteousness to those disciplined through it. Therefore, strengthen the fallen hands and the trembling knees, and step right out with your feet, so that you may not march lamely, but firmly. Above all, pursue peace and purity, without which no man will see the Lord. Looking forward, lest any one should fall back from the gift of God, lest any thorny plant growing there should disturb, and through it the whole troop be disordered. Let none be a reckless or common man like Esau, who for a single meal gave up his birthrights. For you know that afterwards, wishing to inherit the blessing, he was not allowed, for he found no place for a change of purpose, although he sought it with tears. For you are not come to a tangible hill, and a burning fire, and to darkness, and to gloom, and tempest, and a trumpet-blast, and a commanding voice, the hearers of which implored the sound not to approach them, for they could not endure the command. And even if a beast touched the hill, it was to be stoned. And so fearful was the appearance, that Moses said, I am terrified and trembling. But you are come to Mount Zion, and a city of a living God, to a heavenly Jerusalem and ten thousands of angels, to the full assembly and congregation of the firstborn registered in the heavens, and to a divine judge of all, and to spirits of the perfected righteous, 
and a new settlement by means of Jesus, and a sprinkling of blood speaking better than that by Abel. Take heed that you are not drawn away from what has been spoken. For if they escaped not who rejected the divine warning on earth, how much less we if we reject that from heaven above? The voice then shook the earth, but now it is proclaimed, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. But from the yet once more, the displacement of the shaken is shown as being temporary, so that the unshaken may remain. Therefore, having received a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us be joyful, by which we serve God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Chapter 13 Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect hospitality, by which means some have unexpectedly entertained angels. Remember the prisoners as fellow prisoners, for you also are yourselves in the body suffering like them. Honor marriage with all, and the undefiled union, for God will judge fornicators and adulterers. Let not your plan of life be avaricious. Be helpful to your neighbors, for he has said, I will not leave you, nor ever forsake you, by which he encourages us to say, The Lord is my help, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Remember your leaders who related the message of God to you. Imitate their faith after reflecting upon the result of their way of life. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, and today, and forever. Turn not to different and strange teachings, for the heart is ennobled by goodness, not by foods which do not benefit their followers. We have a little altar from which those who serve the tent are not allowed to eat, for the bodies of those animals sacrificed for sin, of whom the blood was carried by the high priests into the holies, were burnt outside the camp. And consequently, Jesus, so that he might sanctify the people by his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Consequently, let us now go out to him outside the walls, carrying his disgrace, for we have not a permanent city here. On the contrary, we are in search of a future one. Let us therefore always offer through him a praiseworthy sacrifice to God, that is, a lip-fruit, confessing to his name. But do not neglect well-doing and neighborliness, for God is well pleased with these sacrifices. Be obedient to your leaders, and orderly, for they watch over your souls as having to give an account, so that they may do this joyfully and not sorrowfully, for that injures yourselves. Pray for us, for we are satisfied that we have a good conscience, wishing to bring benefits to all, and now especially I beseech you to do this, so that I may be restored to you the sooner. But the God of peace, who brought back our Lord Jesus from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep, purify you with the blood of an eternal settlement, supporting you in everything good to effect his will, doing in yourselves the best before him, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the majesty for ever and ever. Amen. But I entreat you, brethren, accept this comforting discourse which I have written to you briefly. Understand that our brother Timothy has been set free, with whom, if he comes soon, I will see you. 
remembrances to all your leaders and all the holy. Those of Italy send kind regards. Grace be with you all. Amen. The End of the Epistle of St. Paul to the Hebrews Recording by Mark Penfold